Fear the Walking Fanboys will be on as soon as Fear the Walking Dead is over. So just bear with us. It'll be about two minutes. You there, Brett? Yes, I am here. All right, so this is Fear Looking Fanboys. We actually just eh, two minutes later than uh, the 10 o'clock show time. Walk, uh, Fear the Walking Dead was actually short tonight. Usually we've been going over four to six minutes. So uh, this is Fear the Walking Fanboys. This is the show that discussed Fear the Walking Dead as soon as the show wrap up. And boy, do we have a hell of a lot to discuss this episode. Uh, joining me is Ron. How you doing? I am doing fantastic. How are you doing, Brett? I'm doing good. Um, so, yeah. Are you having so, anything fine? Are you having any fine cocktails to drink this evening? Uh, I am a little uh, hungover and worse for wear from uh, wedding last night, so hell no oh, right now. Oh, <laughs> fantastic. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get a hangover going because, it, it, as most of our listeners probably don't know, we actually do this remotely brett is in the dc area i'm in buffalo right now and uh i am just enjoying savoring in the fact of a, a dominating bills win so i'm having some nice uh and if anybody wants to pay for the sponsorship bookers uh bourbon right now so thank you bookers <laughs> for uh making my evening go swimmingly but let's get on with the show let's talk about it you're right there's a lot to talk about yeah, so um, basically this episode we learn a hell of a lot more of as to what the military is doing. 
which may or may not be ominous. Yes, we learned what Cobalt is. The episode title is uh, Cobalt, um, rather kind of a mysterious name, but we now have a exact clue as to what the hell it is, and we learn what the National Guard's plan for the neighborhoods are. Um, so yeah, I mean, what did you think of the episode? I mean, it was it was pretty packed full of uh, revealing information. What I thought, I mean, I liked that, like, all of a sudden we get this new character, Strand, and if I recall, correct me if I'm wrong, we have not seen this character yet, right? Um, I'm pretty sure we have not, no. I, that, I that's what that I thought. Thing. I'm... I, I was thinking it, and then I went to IMDB, and they say he's been around six episodes, I'm sitting there going, uh, what? But, yeah, he, he has not been around, and he's sort of like this parser, and I love that, like, we get him, because I think... You know, outside of Ruben Blades, we've got another strong character that they just drop in our laps and we're not, you know, and now we're not sure. He's not going to be probably antithesis of what's going on. He's just sort of going to be for himself. And I think that's what we're going to start to see. I mean, we're seeing it more and more now, right? You know, we have all of this military action. And again, for all of our fans that have been listening uh, to us for the last five episodes, um, if you want to tweet us, we are at Graphic Policy as well as yep. if you want to dial into us. Uh, we are at 619-768-2952, and if Chris Hardwick is listening, we did pitch him. You know, come on. You were in Buffalo like two days ago. You can give us a buzz a little bit. But anyways, <laughs> um, uh, the, the, like the big thing is, is I feel like – I don't want to say it is slow, but as methodical as the last episode was, and for all of our fans that like felt like it was going very slowly, we're already at the point of imminent collapse of like – even what they had structured out. If you remember, like, last episode, we were trying to theorize, what are these, like, 12 zones going on? What's going on? Are there strategic, like, an impact for them? And all of a sudden, we're now at, nope, everybody's just rearing up and running. We get, we, we got to get the hell out of here. And, you know, thankfully, uh, you know, Ruben Blade's character is, you know, what do you say nicely carving up the nice lad to figure out what cobalt was and everything. So now we have like, I don't want to say like it's a sinister plot line. I actually felt a little better about what was happening with the military. I just thought that like, you know, so much I think is getting thrown to him so quickly. This is the only way to react. This is what we have to do. Think about your entire government or what you would want to do. How do we save basically the core, which actually makes me interested with the next, you know, next episode, and then two weeks from now, what's going on with the Walking Dead? Because as quickly as we get to here, it's got to make me feel like someplace in NORAD or under a bunker, they are still trying to keep the government intact, no matter what's going on out there. It's it's actually interesting because I feel like you know, all right, I, I had and I'll call it, you know, it was like I felt like there was going to be a little more sinister. Uh, quality to what was going on, but it felt like, all right, it was definitely uncouth, but they were also trying, like she said it perfectly, I'm trying to save 600,000, I'm not trying to save six. And what do you do? What do you do that quickly, you know? That was, I think that was an interesting thing, as the episode was kind of going on, I'm like, oh God, they actually are experimenting on these people, but it became clear that they were just, they really, really were just seeing people that were uh, most likely to fall ill, get sick, and then uh, get them away from everyone else. Um, and that their their plan really is to save everyone until it's not 
unsavable, which is the whole COBOL plan. Um, but, I mean, there was a lot of lot of answers to questions that we had. So now we know there yep. is a higher military structure um, because they said they were getting orders, so that clearly those orders are coming from somewhere. Uh, so that yep. means there's got to be some government uh, or at least military structure somehow. Uh, there is... Um, uh, you know, there is a picture plan of the, uh, you know, our goal is to save everyone and not uh, not just do freaky experiments, so they weren't snatching people for that. Um, I mean, it's still weird that they did this, this match, you know, in the middle of the night, um, yeah. but they, they even kind of admitted that was a mess up and uh, a little messed up for them, um, but overall... There was a lot things. of, like, you know... When you look at like how the military was, I, I don't want to say there was dissension among the ranks, but it definitely got a little bit more humanized. You had like the uppers and the lowers. You had the higher ranking officials that knew what was going on, like what you would think the military was, right? You know, and you know it, it really gave a little more of a, all right, they're just trying to get by with what they know right now, right? Yeah, yeah, I think that was actually kind of interesting as well, is that you had this, um, I guess, what is he, lieutenant, corporal, or whatever his role is, yeah, uh, the guy yeah. that was in charge, who, who is out just an outright dick. I mean, like, even his subordinates seemed to not like him, um, and he definitely... I got a definitely, question about that. After your thought yeah, process, I want to get a question in. All right, so I was going to say, um, you know, clearly his subordinates don't really like him a whole lot. He's a little bit of a... a power trip going on um but yeah i mean so it, there's that and then you, you, the soldiers are really trying to do their job um it's clearly to me that the soldiers are most likely national guard um not professional soldiers and that he is the professional soldier so um you know they're they're more of the the basic folks while uh himself is uh um definitely more into the day-to-day stuff um, I think that was really kind of interesting. Uh, I'm would be more. I'm just going to be more fascinated to see how much they're, they're going to show of this like greater effort that's going on um, that they kind of talked about with Cobalt. So yeah. So what's yep. your question? My question is all right. So the lieutenant's name was Moyers. He was like really the lead, and he's the guy who's pressing Travis to like even pull the trigger and whatnot. Which I was really hoping that he would grow a set and do that, but. So they get to that, like, I don't know if it was a school or wherever it was, and they were just overrun, and they come back, and where's Moyers? He's gone, and it, it, I, I again, I'm going to try to encourage everybody who's listening, uh, make sure you're following the StorySync on AMC.com, uh, the Fear of the Walking Dead StorySync, because one of the questions was, and I thought it was a beautiful question, because I answered it, and then I went, wait, what's the question? And the question was, what was Moyers killed by? Was he killed by the infected? Or was he killed by fragging because his subordinates were like, let's get the frig out of here, right? You know, and I, I had to take a step back and go, oh, wait a second, because you you mentioned it. You're like, you know, he's the total douchebag dick. And everybody else, you could see it in, in like, you're right, it's the National Guard going, what's going on? You know, like, he's just being this guy. And I want to, I, I have hope for hopes that, like, it was the infected, but... Again, with The Walking Dead and the storyline and what Kirkman writes, it's all about the humanity of it. And the first thing they say is, like, I've got one mission. It's get to San Diego. So what do you think? How was Moyers killed? 
Uh, my so uh, my guess would be that they were overrun and no one went out of their way to protect him. I'm, I wouldn't say necessarily that they went far enough that uh, they killed him themselves, but I definitely would would put money that uh, they did not go out of the way to save him. Um, which seems to kind of be a bigger thing with military, um, you know, at least story-wise, how you hear people going. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you can kind of tell that there were some folks who kind of wanted to cap him beginning, uh, in the beginning, uh, that when they were kind of really focused on the military and this guy was a bit more gung-ho than everyone, was basically just a straight-up asshole. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it. Uh, I think the bigger question is, is if Moyers is on, who's in charge now? Like, clearly they have to follow their their uh, orders, get the hell out of Dodge, do Cobalt. Um, but the big question is, is who's the one actually in charge and, and ensure that they follow those orders and do they fall apart? And I think that will be a fascinating uh, uh, question. I mean, like, I can see where the series goes, and we'll do predictions later, uh, but, you know, I can see Strand, um, you know, Travis and his family – and um, Madison, her family, and then maybe a soldier to joining them in this like band in um, you know post-apocalyptic Los Angeles. You brought up a good point too, and it's a good segue in a strand. We get this new character, which I think is probably one of the stronger characters that's going on right now in Strand. Like it, it's just like one of these guys that you sit there and go, "All right, we don't know where he comes from or whatnot," but. He's just sort of out there bartering for himself. And one of the things I thought was awesome is, like, you know, you sit there and you see what happens with with uh, the one guy. What was his name? Victor. And he just basically gives him up and whatnot because he's, I mean, he's a waste of, I don't want to say a waste of life, but, like, you know, he's just, he's lost, right? He's sobbing on himself mm-hmm. and whatnot exactly how. And it, it sort of gave some, like, you know, uh definition to what the soldiers had said that he was exactly doing that he was sobbing next to the thing we took him in he's still sobbing or whatnot but he's this like this this strand character is such a cool character i'm like sitting there going like you know he know i, I don't want to say he knows more but he i think he knows that like well society's gone to shit you know you see the watch over there he gives away the cufflinks to me i'm sitting there going he probably knows these cufflinks are worth shit right now. I'm just going to do whatever it takes. What do you think Strand's motive was in saving Nick from that? Uh, well, it's clearly when he was, you know, in the beginning when he was talking um, to, you know, Weepers McWeeperson, um, that he was sizing him up to see how worthwhile he was in kind of, you know, Strand's army or whatever you want to call it, Strand's posse. Um, right. So, I mean, that was clearly what was going on, is that he's sitting there sizing people up. You know, are are you going to be worth it, um, or are you completely worthless? If you're worthless, get so you a lot of dodge. So you think he's basically making himself like a, like you exactly said, it's Strand's posse for the the end of days, right? Yeah, I mean, he knows what's going on. You know, they're, they're in a cage held by the military, so there's a couple options. The military is either going to kill him, um, or the military is going to eventually bug out. And either of those options, you're going to need people by your side. So you want the strongest and the best by your side that you know are going to fight. Um, and with, you know, between the options of the two folks who show up, you know, Nick and then, um, you know, weepy father, horrible person, um, you're going to go with Nick. Nick kind of, you know, he's a junkie, but he has his shit together. And I think Strand kind of sees it that, and he makes a cut about Nick's use of heroin and being like top of the line junkie. 
that um, I think that's more of a statement of like, oh, you've gone through some shit. Like, you are clearly um, hardcore if you're doing heroin and you're walking out the other side, no issues. So, uh, you know, I it, it makes sense. I, and it's a little stereotypical type of stories. You see it done over and over again, kind of tropes of, of uh, hey, society breaks down, someone's going to band together and create his little army. Um, it, it's a pretty common thing. So it's not too shocking and and it's really no different than what was kind of happening in the main walking dead right like you you've got this group and we're going to keep the strongest of the strong and um try to get some rid of some of the weak people we've seen it numerous times in uh various groups whether or not it's governor or a terminus but it, you know it's a common theme in the series um or common trope of the series and then um you know for us seeing it does not shock me and you kind of see it in the prison like it's something you also see in prison stories too, right? Like, you know, you're you're the new right. fish in the uh, in jail. I'm going to size you up. Are you going to be part of my crew? Because we got to take on other folks. Um, overall, it's interesting. Like, I I would think, you know, I think there will be probably a rising the the next episode, but based off of what Daniel might be doing, um, it might be an uprising for a whole different reason than I thought it would be. Yeah. No, I completely agree. And uh, just for anybody who's out there right now, I just want to remind, if you want to, like, you tweet us, tweet us at Graphic Policy, or if you want to call us, make sure to call us at 619-768-2952. We are Fear the Walking Fanboys. We are covering the latest episode of Fear the Walking Dead. Uh, we are talking about Cobalt, the elusive Cobalt. And we're just talking about uh, what was going on with the strand scenario and uh, want to make sure if you have any questions, comments that you like chime in. So uh, thank you very much. So, um, so now that we've gotten like, you know, that sort of like, like teed up, um, there's so many things going on in this episode. Like you had mentioned, Brett there. I mean, we've got like the cobalt scenario. We've got strand. We've got like really the, 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 the military just like, packing up and, and going. And uh, one thing I wanted to mention too is again, if you're not following the story sync to please do, they always drop in a nice little Easter egg. And this, this week was uh, exactly the same. We get another little like memo that that's going on and it's from the office of the adjunct general of Sacramento, California, um, confidential special handling. Um, and it goes in, uh, verbatim to what was going on with uh, Ruben Blade's character and, and his interrogation. Uh, Daniel Salazar interrogating the, uh, the 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 military guy that was like sort of stupid as uh, his Ophelia. But um, the the thing is, is that like you know what was going on, what was Cobalt, and the interesting thing is is what was going on. And I and and I think you know I wanted to get your thoughts, Brett, on like here we really get I. I Again, I don't think it's sinister. Like, again, I will take the mea culpa and say I thought that there'd be a lot more, like, sinister qualities going on. But I really am looking at probably what's going on worldwide. Governments just collapsing, and they're not really sure what to do right now. We see it in, like, how, like, these guys react when they're carrying Travis, trying to get him to the... uh the the medical center in the center of LA, which was interesting too, if you think about it. And I know I'm going on a lot of little like you know uh, non sequiturs, but they're taking him to the center of LA where this medical center is. And you think about all these like twelve zones that they had. 
none of which were in the center of the city. We thought last week that they had given up on the city, but in actuality, they were still trying to hold on to the city. So I got a little confusion at that. But in any case, you know, I'd like to get your thoughts on that. And as well as really the emergency, let's do, you guys can't see me, finger quotes, evacuation instructions for Operation Cobalt because of the fact that we find out that, and I'm sorry if, if anybody's listening that didn't really like, you know, follow suit, um, but basically Operation Cobalt was to get the military out. And if you were a civilian SOL, what did they call it, Brett? They called it like uh humanized uh, termination or whatnot. <laughs> yeah, it was something like that. It was like, of course, a very military uh, term to uh, killing people. Yeah. I believe Chris Rock would have said, you're going to die. But, you know, that that was just my thought. So what did you think about all of that, like, really wrapped into a bubble that we, we had all of that thrown at us at once? Um, it was interesting. So, you know, Cobalt, I'm still thinking it has to – So, I've, just the name of Cobalt has been kind of going through my mind that, you know, it, it's a, a, a material that has a bluish tint. It has, like, a metal tint. They're the San Diego, right? If I remember right. San Diego, yes. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, you know, other than I think San Francisco, San Diego is the biggest port for military in California, I think. Um, I know it's yeah, a massive I, you know, naval. You might be right. Yes. It's, you know, I, I know it's a key naval port. Do you think Operation, oh, I see where you're going. Do you think Operation yeah, so, Cobalt is basically like a Noah's Ark? Yeah. So, you know, my thought yeah. is you've got the, the cobalt itself has hints of blue, has hints of metal. First thing I'm thinking of, ships in the water. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if you're going to get the hell out of Dodge, you're going to head to water, I think. So, you know, there... So you don't think that that guy who had his, like, picture up with his wife and daughter was thinking when he said San Diego, it wasn't like that's where his family's located. He's like, no, I got to get my, my wife and kid to San Diego because they're getting them... Basically, where they think is the safest is on a ship out at sea so that, like, these hordes don't get them. Yeah, I took that as, as a couple things. Is uh, the, the photo of the, the wife and kid is there was, you know, in the beginning, and I don't know if it was the same guy where the guy was, the soldier was kind of flipping out, being like, I'm not doing this, screw this, I'm not doing this. Um, I'm going, going to my family. Um, I think it was just more of a play on that and kind of hinting that the, you know, they're soldiers, but these guys are not hardcore, um, that they, they know everything's gone to shit. They don't want to do their jobs at this point, and they and they just want to be with their families and, and go from there, um, and feel the same way of the people that are kind of you know being split up in the town. Um, so I think it was part of that was to just remind us that the soldiers have families too, and that maybe their hearts aren't quite totally into it. Uh, the, my thought would be is you know. It, if if the military is evacuating, it's it's leave your family. Like, see ya. Like your job is to get on that boat and get the hell out. Um, and they're you know, you know definitely Noah's Ark. It it'd be fascinating to see them release more details on that. I don't know if they plan on doing it, uh, but I think it would actually be really 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 cool to see um, them expand upon somehow some way. But um, yeah, I mean. It, it gives a hint that there's military somewhere at this point. Um, there's got to be pockets here and there, and that it's not a complete collapse. 
Um, but they've kind of hinted at that before. You know, in the beginning of the first season, one of the first things Rick sees was the helicopter. They come back seasons later, the helicopter collapsed. But, you know, that's what, six months into Zombie there's a military helicopter, which tells you there's still some military somewhere. Um, yep. So yep. clearly they exist. It's the question of, you know, how much of it is really, I mean, there's no government, but, you know, how much is there an actual uh, military leadership is a whole other question. Um, and we don't know, you know, what the what the world's like. like. For all we know, Hawaii could be like paradise right now with no zombies. Um, Guam yeah, or, I, you know, or something like that could be fantastic. So uh, it'd be, be interesting to see what the overall plan is, and maybe we'll get a little bit of that in the finale. Um, I think it has yeah. a huge factor for Fear of the Walking Dead, but I think overall it's a cool thing to think about and brainstorm and uh, wonder. That's a good thought, too, because I think about it like uh, my wife and I are going on the, the Walker Stalker cruise, and if you're not familiar with it, it's going to be a cruise that goes out, and uh, Norman Reedus and whatnot are going to be on it. But they asked a question in their uh, Twitter feed, uh, I think it was Friday, and they said, where would you go? If a zombie apocalypse had occurred, like where would be your running? Where would you run away to? And and you bring up a good point. And I, I know that we're segueing off of like what was going on in the episode, but you know, thinking about Cobalt and if they were going to hop, like let's just theorize, they're hopping on a ship, they're going out to sea because God knows, like you know, they could control what's going on in a very small environment in probably major cities and whatnot. Like it was just. Uh, exacerbated by the amount of population plus, you know, just like, you know, if one person bites another person, yada, 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 and you get into that, where would you go? Would it be like an island nation, like a Fiji or Hawaii or, you know, uh, you know, I had personally wrote, like, I would find the highest hill I could get on, like in the Appalachian mountains, you know, where I could find walk like fresh water and uh, vegetation I could eat and animals I could hunt and kill where walkers couldn't climb up because obviously they're sloppy and they can't do that shit. What, what, you know, just, just thinking about that because, you know, the government was thinking about this probably very quickly as we see like really their reaction to what's going on. Where do you think they're thinking, where would you go, Brett? What do you, what do you think is like the safest place right now on the planet? Hawaii. Um, yeah. So, so I would think on a couple things is one, you would want obviously uh, a place that's defensible, um, yep. so islands are kind of, I think, a, a first thing, you know, one of the first things you have a, you know, as far as we know, zombies aren't walking on the bottom of the ocean or swimming across the water, so I think you're probably pretty safe in that. So at that point, you have a finite number of dead people that are on the island. Um, each, you know, you've got how many islands? What, eight islands? Yeah. Five islands, something like that? Um, I'm horrible. You're making me change my citizen. opinion right now, which yeah, but that's okay. <laughs> well, so, I, I like so your thought. The, the thought would be, so you have a finite amount of people. I mean, you've got the bowl you'd have to maybe worry about. Um, there's there's not – you're not dealing with, you know, uh, 300 million people. You're dealing with, you know, a couple million people, so there's that. Um, it's, it's very defensible. Um, you've got uh, water that you can deal with. You've got food that you can grow. Um, animals, you could always do fish or start uh, farming again. Um, you know, it's a, it's a solid base to kind of build off of, especially uh, and not having to worry about weather, things like that. Uh, you'd also have good ports for ships. 
Uh, I mean, the only thing you have to worry about is you really are very cut off from society at that point. Uh, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. But to me, that would be like yep. that would be awesome. That would be a great place to go. You could probably pick. I would trump you do really well. I would trump you and only think about again because and, and Brett and I are from the same city. So like even though I'm from Buffalo and he's down in D.C., we're both from Buffalo. I'm thinking about uh, like maybe the islands and or uh, the areas that are around the Great Lakes. I'm only thinking because of the fact of fresh water. And you need to have fresh water. And while you want to maybe make uh, a, a still that you can boil it off and get the fresh water away from the salt and whatnot, I'm just thinking like, you know, maybe an island that's like in Lake Erie or, you know, Lake Michigan or whatnot. So you definitely have fresh water that you have accessible because that's the most important thing, right? And if you could find like maybe an island, I'm thinking like, I don't know, you're from, you know, the, your family's from the Cleveland area. So I'm thinking like, you know, around Sandusky, there's a couple islands that are up north a little bit uh, near Cedar Point and whatnot that like you might be able to come back down, do a little hunting gathering, get back to your 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 hideaway island or whatnot and still have all the fresh water so that you could like go back and forth uh, foraging and still keeping that. I, I like your thought of like, I've got a, a small finite area that, that I can manage. Um, so it's it's a good good thought process. I like that. Uh, so I've decided to Google freshwater in Hawaii. Um, it uh, this is from two, 20, uh, September 2014. It says despite Hawaii's growing population, demand for freshwater to consumers has remained stable or reduced for reasons that are yet unknown to water officials. Um, future scarcities can be forestalled by increasing conservation measures and more gray water reuse and eventually ocean water desalinization. So while there would be an issue, the issue would be far down the road. So That's I'm sticking cool. with Hawaii. Cool. I'm going with my Hawaii answer. Hey, hey, if you can get your ass there, I'm all for it. I'm just thinking like the planes have collapsed and whatnot, and I don't know how to friggin' fly. I'll swim out to something. I don't know. But in right. any case, let's get back to the show. We, we actually have a <laughs> caller, so uh, uh, all right, let's get this person in. Hello, caller. You're calling in to Fear the Walking Fanboys. What's your question? What's your name and where are you from? This is Amy from Buffalo. Wait, I know this voice. Yes. <laughs> oh, wait, what's your comment and question? What is your comment and question? <laughs> I don't know if it's so much a question as in um, I decided I wanted to look at the map from a week or two ago where they showed us the different safe zones. Do you recall yep. that? It was like Alpha. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. Yeah, we okay. had, uh, we, yeah. And India was circled. So we were all thinking that that's where we are. Um, yeah. And so I thought, I wonder where that is. And I know Ron kind of looked at it the other day um, when they actually put it out. But I zoomed in on the different areas because now we kind of know where they are. Um I think the stadium that he was walking up to, although it doesn't actually look like it, I think it's supposed to be Dodger Stadium because that's kind of near where um, the safe zone that they're in is. And then mm. if you look at some of if you look at some of the other um, safe zones, um, Lima is approximately where the. Um, let me zoom in. Sorry. Um, it's approximately where the Santa Monica Airport is. Um, there's uh, another one that 
is in Hollywood. There's another yep. one that's at the Los Angeles International Airport. Um, yes. There's it's a third it. one. Yep. Um, there's a third one that's near Terminal Island, which has a lot of, um, well, you were talking about ships and everything. So there's You're one there. Safe Zone Delta? Um, I, yes. Um, yeah. Juliet was. That's pretty much Riverside area. Torrance Airport. Yep. So it looks like these are all in places that are very high populated, which kind of seemed odd to me. And I just, I guess I wanted to know what you guys thought about that. That's a very interesting point. You know, thank you, Amy, for calling. And uh, are you going to stick on to, like, listen to our comments and comment back? Fantastic. Yeah. Um, um, What's interesting about India, the the India safe zone, and, and you do bring up a good point that that is north and that is near you know, that's that's actually, and, and for anybody that was listening, I think it was last week when this came up, um, you know, I do occasionally work out in Southern California, so we're trying to place meal together, like, the strategic influence of these areas. And you're you're right uh, in the sense of uh, safe zone golf that was uh, around the uh, LAX uh, International Airport. Um, Juliet, I did not, you know, I've never flown into Torrance, but that is actually the Torrance Riverside area in Delta is definitely on the uh, coastline near. Uh, it's it's a little south of like downtown, but uh, going towards Long Beach and whatnot. So that would be a strategic location, um, probably for uh, anything that like you are shipping. Now the interesting thing about India, and what you brought up is you're right. That looked nothing like Dodger Stadium. However, you know if you wanted to talk about an arena or whatnot what is i don't remember does anybody remember what the name of the arena did they just say the arena did they say just the arena yeah i don't think they actually showed it but they might not because they they probably have to pay for it right yeah i mean you got staples center and then there's the old uh forum that's going on around there i was assuming it was the forum but i've never been to either so i don't know but uh that would be an interesting point um and and uh, Amy, your question was: do you, Were we theorizing a little more about like the areas that they were selecting now? Yeah, well, I mean, um, I, I guess it kind of makes sense of why they kind of saved all those zombies if they're just planning on killing <laughs> these people anyway. So, yes. I mean, th- I guess that would make sense for these other areas that I'm sure the airport is full of zombies, and I guess. Um, I'm not I, I didn't get any farther than those. Um I did look kind of at Kilo, which is um just north of India and I'm yeah. thinking that that's either um that that could be the Rose Bowl stadium, but that um on the map I'm looking at, which is Google Maps, uh that's a little north east whereas in this looks like it's due north. You know what? So, uh, you know, and, and that, I think about it. I want to jump in right here. You might be, and when they mention the arena, you, you, now that you mention the Rose Bowl, that is north, and that would be in the Valley, and that would be Pasadena. And thinking about what, and I've never been to the Rose Bowl, but thinking about like the old school look of what the Rose Bowl is, maybe that was the arena because that is relatively close to India. But that would have taken him away from downtown. He would have had right? to leave. Yeah. Yeah, he would have had yeah. to go north rather than into the city. So 
So I wonder if they were sort of, you know, half bullshitting him in the sense of where they were going. I don't know, Brett, what are your thoughts? Well, I think they're totally. So one, the, I mean, the, the state, the arena that he was going to was a dome. So it's not definitely mm-hmm. not the Rose Bowl. It might be the Staples Center. Right. Um, yeah. But I, I saw it as a, like an old school dome. Um, yeah, it might be the I, forum, and I'd have to look up where the forum is. Yeah, the I was trying to Google photos of the forum, but that's not really very helpful. Um, the I don't think it's I don't think actually it's the forum it looks exactly of, like that. Well, it's Those, sort of, I, I've but got not a picture quite. of the forum. Yeah, sort of, but not quite. But they probably can't show the exact. Yeah. Ones. Yeah. So um, I mean, it, it, that big round thing is is definitely the forum, but forum has like yep. big giant. Um, uh, Posts around Norman-esque it. arches yeah. and, and columns and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I th- well, one, I think the soldier was completely screwing with them as to like where to go. Yep. Um, I think that's pretty obvious. Um, hoping that this guy was going to get himself killed, or the soldier was yep. like, "If I'm going to die, you're going to shove everything and, and cause all sorts yep. of problems." Um, I so here's the big question: is so the map of the zones? What if they're actually not safe zones, and the map is actually hot zones? That would be a crazy scenario because as you think about like, you know, where LA downtown is and it's right basically north of Charlie. And again, if uh, I can encourage anybody, actually, I'm going to share the link of this image on the, the, uh, my thing. And I'm sure graphic policy will uh, retweet it. You know, I'll retweet, I'll tweet it and then we'll retweet it. But so everybody's familiar with what's going on and what we're talking about. It's, it's difficult to see if you're not a follower of the, uh, the uh, fear the the Walking Dead uh, sink, uh, and I'm uh, sending it right now to Twitter. So uh, bear with me as I'm talking and doing this. But that's a very good point. But the only thing I would think of is that uh, um, the downtown area is just north of Charlie, and it's completely rutted out. And this is where I get sort of confused because I'm familiar with somewhat of the area. And downtown, like we think of Atlanta just turn into a hot zone in a hurry, right? And so they're sort of staying away from it, except for Charlie, which is a little south. And uh, uh, I would say it's probably, I don't know where that is, because I know Echo Echo's sort of like Compton. But Foxtrot is uh, is Anaheim. Uh, and, and it seems like they're trying to hold up. Like, I look at the two biggest ones. I'm, what I'm getting at is the two biggest ones is Charlie and Foxtrot. And Foxtrot is basically the entire downtown of Anaheim. Charlie, I, I don't frequent that all that much, so I'm not really sure what area that is. But it is the second largest, I would say, visually, uh, you know, the geographically what's going on. So I, I you know, I, I don't know, I don't know. It, it could be strategic. I, I'm seeing SC, so I'm, I'm hoping that SC zone does mean yeah. safe zone, and they and they indicate that. So. You know, I think that like, and I think this, this goes back to like really like the Easter egg that they had dropped on us today is like we've got these safe zones. We tried to keep them up, which they still seem safe to me. I mean, you know, people are still able to live, but basically the government or whatever, like the office of the Adjunct general for Sacramento, California, which basically indicates that you're exactly right, Brett. Um, it's the National Guard. It's not the military itself. They're yeah. saying. GTFO, get the fuck out. And uh, Amy, thank you for the call. I know that like we've yes. been talking over you and whatnot, but uh, um, you know they're abandoning the safe zones very quickly. And that's where I was going to go with this, like you know, show is that 
it went very quickly to we got to get the hell out. And, you know, you got to wonder if, like, the dissension in ranks has become much more so across the nation at this point. Um, because we see uh, Myers, I think his name is Myers, Mayor, Mayers or whatever, uh, you know, he's gunned down or whatever happens in where they went, that hot zone. And the guy comes out and says, I'm getting to San Diego, you know, you know, cobalt, cobalt, you know, is what they're saying. Um, and, you know, you listen to like what they're saying. And after, uh, you know, uh, Daniel Salazar like carves up the guy, you hear what cobalt is and you find out about the evacuation and whatnot. And you go, oh, we're really pulling out in a very big hurry. Like we've gone from things are going on in episode one to zombies have changed to we have a little bit of extension and now we've got these like quarantine camps to we're getting the fuck out as quickly as possible. It, it just blows my mind how quickly we've, we've elevated this to cobalt. And I, I don't know if you want to comment on that, Brett, or comment on what Amy was talking about, comment about the safe zones. Uh, you got any thoughts on any of this? Yeah. So the, the whole cobalt plan, is bizarre to me. Um, you know, the, the safe zone that we're in, we're assuming it's India. Um, you know, it's, it seems pretty safe. Like they're, they're not having zombies yeah, breaking down the fence. Yep. Um, things are actually seem to be going pretty, you know, good and chill here. I mean, there's uh, definitely dissent, dissension in the ranks, uh, but that's not enough to go and, and, uh, uh, completely abandon everything and get, you know, out of Dodge. Uh, we don't know how the rest are doing. We kind of get hints a little bit with the sounds uh, coming over the Army um, uh, walkie-talkies where you, you're hearing gunfire, you're hearing them being like, fall back, fall back. Um, so they're definitely having issues dealing with this. But uh, it doesn't seem like it's a, a to a point where, you know, all hope is lost. Um Though I think the interesting thing is a lot of the military's uh, attitudes are rather, rather cavalier towards the beginning. You kind of got that vibe from this episode and last episode that they thought this is like a walk in the park and, you know, we're, oh, we're going to stroll down streets and just catch stragglers, um, that they weren't taking it too serious. And clearly, I think in this episode, you know, the shit's starting to hit the fan, but to hit the fan yeah. to the point to abandon and run for everything seems a little bit extreme. Uh, but then again, we don't know what's happening everywhere else. You know, we're getting hints as to what's happening, but uh, we don't know the situation. So, you know, obviously they're going to be looking at the bigger picture and not just what's going on in our little universe. And I think that's part of the thing that's been fun about Fear the Walking Dead and Walking Dead as a whole is you just know your little bit of the universe. You don't know the whole big picture. So um, You know what's interesting? And yep. I just got a, a, a text in uh, from Amy who just called us too. And we, we're theorizing because of the map that, like, India is where we are. But she had said, like, all right, let's hypothesize that the forum is where it is. Because it does look sort of like the forum where we yep. have this big thing that, that Daniel had gone to. Ironically, the forum is right in the heart of Gulf. We might be in Gulf. And India might be where the hospital is, which could be like the the safest safe zone. Which is outside. Did he say the hospital though? What didn't he say though? The hospital was like two miles away. Yeah, but did we? You know, I I, I'm trusting that better judgment. Does that? But does anybody really know what two miles away is? I mean, are they? are, Are you thinking that they're all centralized in that one area? Because it would be interesting that maybe they are in Gulf. 
Uh, it's a po- I mean, it's a possibility. I don't know. I don't know the LA area big enough. I mean, maybe if we go back yeah, and watch yeah. the first episode, we get a better idea as to where exactly they are. But um, you know, other than that, like I, I've got nothing to add on that one. I, I don't know LA where and, it. I've never actually and, been to the nothing. And and not for nothing, just looking at like what's going on. Like I'm just looking a little bit of what like the map is. Uh, India to do, do, do would be where the Rose Bowl is. Interesting. Yeah, well, enough. it's definitely not the Rose Bowl. I mean, that was a dome stadium. Yeah, yeah, that was a dome stadium. So they said arena. So it's just interesting. Um, all of that is sort of interesting. So um, to get back to like really what the the show was about, and there was another thing that had had, had gone on, and we have been talking about him now ad nauseum for the last few weeks. Daniel Salazar Hell and yeah. his, the you know, like yeah, like his really self-righteous take on with the military because finger quotes, he's been there before he saw what had occurred and he literally carves the guy's arm up to get what cobalt was. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Like, like, are you cool with it? Or are you not cool with it? Did he have to do that? Did he have to do what was going on? Like, what are your thoughts on Daniel? Cause we were all like, you know, two weeks ago, I'm going, yeah, Daniel, and now I'm going like, ooh, but I'm still cool with it, but because we get to find out what Cobalt is, but what are your thoughts on that? Uh, I'm more impressed by the military guy not giving up the location of everything, um, even though he's getting his arm, like, totally destroyed. Uh, you know, Daniel, clearly he's seen some messed up stuff. To know to do that and the stuff he was spouting... Um, you wonder, I, like I was almost wondering if he was on the wrong side of the fence the last time he had done this. Yeah, that you know I'm I mean? thinking that too. Yeah, I mean he yeah. said, I mean he kind of hinted uh, yeah. that he's told his daughter some of the stuff he's seen and done or whatever. I'm not convinced. Um, I mean he really he could have been military. I mean we you know we were assuming that. Um, you know, he was, uh, you know, the military came in and, and jacked stuff up around him. We've, we didn't consider that he actually might have been a soldier himself in the military and yep. saw the jacked up yep. stuff. So, I mean, there, there's that possibility. Um, the Because knowing to do that and the stuff he was saying, like, that's very specific knowledge. Um, I couldn't yeah. tell you, you know peeling back so and skin like that and how that would work and all that stuff. I mean, he was going off about pain points and, and, uh, yeah, it was a little, it was jacked up. Uh, amazing, uh, amazing special effects and makeup work on that. I mean, that had me winning yeah. and it looked so freaking real. Um, you gotta give it up to Greg Nicotero. I mean, oh, hell yeah. like, seriously, like his, his shop that he does like with both of these shows, it's just over the top. Awesome. So I gotta, I gotta give him some props on that. So agreed. Yeah, so that you know that I think is really really fascinating. Um, him doing that, I so the thing that was that's interesting is that you know it's been a couple of days as far as we know, maybe a day or two. Yep. Um, it almost is like too soon to just like Jack grab a soldier and start torturing a dude. <laughs> well, uh, you know what though, he was he was suspicious as soon as like the first helicopter showed up. Yeah, or helicopter showed up and before the fences were up, right? He was like, I'm telling you, you know, you see him like in that in that daughter's bedroom going, 
I don't know. I don't know. So he's it's been pent up now. We got to assume it's probably been like I don't know a couple weeks because they had to set up a fence line perimeter and whatnot. I'm well, guessing. I'm talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just I'm mean, talking so, from them grabbing everybody. It's only been what yeah, a couple days yeah. at that. So yeah, oh, um, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I think. But yeah, he was definitely paranoid from the beginning. Enough is enough. You know, like, yeah, like yeah. enough is enough. <laughs> you took right. my wife away. <laughs> yeah, I mean it. Uh, at that point, we've got an action movie. I've seen I've seen movies that That's begin right. with that plot. Oh yeah, the military grabbed my wife. I grabbed a knife and started tearing being like a dickhead about it, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure Schwarzenegger has started in that film once or twice. Uh, the, the <laughs> back to the chopper. Um, yeah, get in the chopper, not in the chopper. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. We're we're. <laughs> The, right. the, uh, yeah, so yeah, I mean, to, to me, the, the episode was the bigger thing. was wasn't just Daniel. I mean, Daniel completely flipped his shit, c- clearly. Uh, to me, the episode was about how does this situation weigh on the individual, and it, and it did it yep. through a whole bunch of different perspectives. Like, if there, were, there was a theme about this episode, it was that. Um, it started off with the soldier being like saying, fuck this, I'm out. Then you've got uh, the daughter flipping her shit and breaking stuff and melting down. Um, Ophelia, not the other daughter. Uh, You get the other daughter, Alicia, flipping her shit and breaking stuff along with... with, yeah, I wanted uh, to Chris. know what you like this, this this like half incestuous thing going on there that they were like like I was feeling right? like uncomfortable and whatnot. I was like, what the hell is going on? Because I'm like, she's supposedly young yet she's wearing this like backless dress and like then they start slamming shit and I'm like, you know, like I felt like there's gonna be more to that story at some point too. But what was what what are your thoughts about that? Is that just like you know? I feel like. I feel, like, uh, I feel like it's a horrible music video from the MTV in the 90s. <laughs> I was waiting for Meatloaf to come out and say, I'm not going to do that. Um, I'm just saying, hi, was... <laughs> I just died in your arms tonight. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was, uh, it, was, it was a little weird. I heard the, the looks that she was giving uh, Chris <laughs> made me uncomfortable. Um, right, I'm like, um, aren't you sort of? I know your your parents aren't married yet, but I'm like, uh, 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 yeah, this could be an interesting wedding. You could have two weddings at once. Why the hell not? Yeah. Well, the, the so the I still think that she's the uh, she's gonna be the one that gets people killed. That she's a complete. Yep. Um, she is the Carl of this series. At least the early Carl. Mm-hmm. Carl actually eventually got mm-hmm. his shit together. Uh, she's gonna wind up getting people killed. I'm not quite sure who. But uh, yep. I think Travis yeah. does that too. I think Travis is gonna like get some people killed. He, he dude can't pull a trigger on notably, and he's looking through the scope. A uh, 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 Walker, you know, like you know, and, and I love that Moyers was like, "See, I told you," you know, like but, seriously, like we're we're gonna dick around with this for a while now. That like you know, Travis is like, "What? What?" And we're watching like the replay right now where he walks in, like you knew that he was doing that, right? Tell me you knew, like, desperate times call for desperate measures, and this guy's just not ready to, like, sack up. Yeah, but we haven't seen that yet, and I think that's, that's the thing that was really interesting. So you've got all these pe- people melting down. Even Madison, to some extent, was like, you know, I don't agree with torturing the guy, but get the information. Like, I, I'm torn on yep. this. Um, every All the kids were kind of Which everybody would be. Uh, what, being torn on that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I don't no know. matter I what, turned, you... I would have turned on Reservoir Dog soundtrack doing a little dance to cut off the ears. 
Yeah, but you've always wanted to be like Mr. Pink. But let I digress. So <laughs> <laughs> better than Mr. Brown. Um, the, there you go. <laughs> the, so I think out of everyone, the, the one that's fascinating to me now is Travis, because uh, even though he saw her as a zombie, he you know he saw the name and still considers her a person to some extent yep. that he's not willing to kill. Out of everyone, he is sticking to his principles. And the he's question is, the is that, yeah, so you've got two people. You've got Daniel and Travis, which are like polar opposites. Um, and I, we haven't seen Travis's character yet in any of the series, like the comics, um, the, the TV shows. Um, you know, the closest that you might get is, you know, the Reverend on the, on the Walking Dead. Um, but he's a complete wimp and freaking worthless. Travis at least yep. has some sort of leadership ability there. He's, he's trying. He's trying. You yeah. can see he's torn. We've yeah. gotten, like, from the I'm a pussy to I'm torn. And I think the final scene we see in the next episode is going to be a gun in Travis's hands, and he clearly caps someone. Either killed the military guy or killed a zombie, but I, I really feel that's going to be like the, the big turn where you're going to be like, oh shit, game on. And that will be how the next episode, that's how I would end the episode of just seeing Travis pull up a gun, you hear the gunshot, maybe the, the body drop, and then end the series. Yep. Um, and I think that's I, I would like, a huge change. Just go to black screen and hear the gunshot. Yeah, black oh, screen yeah. and gunshot. You know, something like that. Yeah, I mean, it'd be a little yeah. bit, uh, a little Sopranos, but still would be really cool. Yeah. And I think he's gonna Good be, fun. yeah, him and Daniel are, are the two gonna be the two fascinating ones. Um, in that you've got oh, Daniel who good. is. You gotta throw it in for Strand because we get that character, and I'm still gonna hold on to that character and go, oh my god, we got so much to get out of this guy. I she think was, it's like they. Yeah. They they just uh pardon my French cock teased us with that and I think that like you know uh the the guy's actor's name is Coleman Domingo and uh, he's playing the the, the character of Strain I think we got so much more I you know that's one thing that this like you know both series is like left like left sort of like out there and never had this guy is a profiteer during it all you know like there's gonna be a guy that's like. You know, I, I think of like Lame Miz or whatnot, and he's like, "Yeah, all this shit's going on around us, but I'm gonna make my profit." You know, and he's there, he's behind the bars, still like, "I'm gonna weasel my way out of here." And by the way, I'm gonna own it. You know, in the next world, I'm gonna own it. Yeah, I mean that. Uh, it's inter- It's gonna be interesting. Um, he, I think, will play out much more in the next season. Obviously, we've got one episode less. There's only so much you can do. Um, but you know, I think you're going to get at least in the second season. It's going to be three people. You'll get uh, the main two are going to be Strand and Daniel butting or not Strand, but Daniel and Travis butting heads, and then Strand's yes. going to be the third one manipulating stuff. Um, which means eventually someone's going to have to take Strand out and, and put a gun to his head. Uh, make him yeah, he's going to turn into like sort of. I think he's going to turn into like. While we're not going to get like a governor person, it's going to be a little different. We're we're going to get like that guy. You know, I, I hate to, yeah. to say that guy, you know. <laughs> my only uh my only uh hope and my wish is that at some point he stands up there, throws his hands in the air and yells, Can you dig it? This would be my <laughs> hope. This is what I want. I, I just want it to happen. Oh my god. Can yeah, you I, I'm dig picturing it? Like, you know, <laughs> can you dig it? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um I guess, you know, we're sort of like, you know, segueing into like a little bit of projections. Like we've got one episode left and 
I want to remind people and, you know, like while we do this remotely where Brett is in one area and I'm in another area. The, not next the, week. Not next week. I am flying my ass down to D.C. and I am going to be live with Brett in the same room. Not that it matters to anybody listening. All five of you or 600 of you or 9,000 of you. There's like 100 people hardware. listening. Ah, that's fine. You know, we actually have an you audience. Are listening, and if you are listening, please. Please, please uh, tweet us at, at Graphic Policy, or if you want to like, we've got a, probably a few more minutes that we're going to talk, 619-768-2952. I want to remind everybody of those. But we're going to try to do this live next week. Yep. I'm not sure if we really figured it out. but uh, I think I've I got a plan. Saying, we've got a plan. We're going to try to do this so live. We're gonna, I'm I mean, going to announce think, it here. The, the plan right. is... Uh, the plan is is I'm uh, going to probably be setting up a uh, going off the graph policy YouTube channel, do a live video on YouTube. Uh, we'll figure out a good angle so that you can actually see us uh, during the show. We're gonna mute it so you know we don't have any DMCA issues. And then during the ads, we're gonna unmute it, mute the television show, and we're gonna go back and forth. I think the, ep- the episode's gonna be an hour and a half, so we're gonna do an hour and a half live. That means people can uh, not call in, but they'll be able to chat live in a chat room on YouTube. That's the general plan. I do have to do some practice beforehand, but I think it's it will work, and it could be pretty freaking awesome. That could be awesome, and I know that like I don't want to step on at and we'll be toes if we if we and we will be drinking. <laughs> um, I, I will make sure to uh, prep my wardrobe accordingly. Um, I am flying down there, so I will only be able to bring my, my hottest T-shirt. But in any case, um, I, <laughs> I will be down there. If we do step over into Talking Dead, we hope you stick with us a little bit because we will probably get some parting thoughts before we flip on ourselves to Talking Dead. And maybe, you know, depending how this goes, we might like actually like, you know, put it on mute and like, you know, take some of their ideas and see if you guys have any ideas because God only knows they only put like one or two comments on and we're willing to take as many comments as possible. So Uh again, at graphic policy on Twitter and uh, the phone number is 619-768-2952. But uh, we were trying to get into like, sort of like we've got one episode left before the season finale of what's going on. We've just got introduced to character strand. We've just gotten introduced to the military GTFOing on us. We've gotten into, you know, a lot of stuff. So Brett, one episode left. We know it's going to come back next season. Where do you see the last episode going? Cause I will put a big finger point in your direction. You gave me a lot of props last weekend, like what I could call. And I'm going to say, you called the first big death. You called yep. Griselda, uh, Griselda, Griselda Salazar. Yeah. yeah, Griselda Salazar. And sure enough, and, and I thought that was a little weird, too. I know we're probably going to go over, and I hope people are still listening. I think we're having yeah, a Yeah, we'll stick around for five, ten right minutes now. or so. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I thought that was a little shocking. Like, you know, they hack off her foot, which is fine. I, you would think in a military, you know, hospital facility that they'd be sort of trained on that, but she croaks pretty easily after that, and all she had was a broken leg. Are we at, like, That's point not too shocking. So, all right, so all let's right. actually put that in perspective. Um, yeah. It's been, as someone who came fucking close on this one, uh, yeah. <laughs> I have a little bit of experience on that one. So, right. it's been a few weeks. Wait, since you almost like, died? Yeah, just a bit. You know, some issues yeah, with the I gut. 
Yeah, uh, yes. so the uh, – and actually probably a pretty similar situation. So she – it's been a couple weeks at this point. Like, it wasn't a, yep. a few days. Like, she's been in that You're house. Right. The the town has been up. They've been kind of dealing with it. So her leg's been jacked for at least a week or two. Um, so there's that. Uh, from personal experience and having uh, basically sepsis going on, um, it doesn't take that long to, to really catch up from. and t- – Two weeks is about right. I mean, two weeks was I was on the, the two week mark or so, and the doctors yeah. told me a couple of days more, me coming back would have been rather difficult. Um, so, so that happened. Like once you get into that sepsis, blood poisoning. Yeah. You are SOL. We're we're I know you wouldn't get last rights. I would get last rights. You wouldn't get last rights. You would get like last bacon. But no, like, yeah, you know, I would I would go out on a, a hill <laughs> of gunfire and and. Damn, damnation! Damn, and, yeah, I'd go out and just—it would go out in style. Um, so yeah. yeah, the uh, so her going that quick, I think, was not too shocking. And then add in the fact that they cut off her foot or cut off her leg yep. or whatever. Yep. Um, so now her body has shock due to that. So yep. you know, there's definitely an infection. Um, the infection spread. She's got trauma to the body. Um, doing that like is not like it's just going to add up. So her dying. Is not too shocking. Like that is, I think, pretty so, pretty solid. Here's here's the two questions I have. A, all right. So she she's she's gone. I feel bad. We all feel bad. We're like, oh shit. You know, like you know, Daniel's probably gonna take his like you know razor blade and just like hack whoever he sees. So you know, but the the, the question that I have is a. How humane is it that they have like that cattle gun that they fire in the brain? I thought like mm-hmm. I was like, all right, they smart they figured but fucked it up, out. right? Yeah, I, that, that's where I was at. I was like, you know, smart but fucked up. I was exactly where I was at. I was like, ooh, smart, ooh, you know. And and then ultimate question because we're at that. We're, we, we've now gone over the what I called the tipping point, which was episode one, and we're at the point of like, fuck it, civilization is over. We're going to Project Cobalt, Operation Cobalt. Is she one of the lucky ones? Oh, that's. Uh, I mean, that's a great question. Yeah, right? you know, that's always the debate. Um, you know, I'm thinking back in uh, 28 days later when he goes in the house and there's the bed and it's the clear like the husband and wife have have done uh, committed suicide yep. together, and yep. you wonder like, oh, is it better to go out like that? At least you're with each other. Or they pull the Costanza. I'm out. I'm out, yeah, I mean, like, is it better on that one, or do you want to survive yep. together? It's a, it's a good question, and we could probably debate, and I would go back and forth on that one. Um, ask me five years ago, the answer probably would have been different than it is now. Um, yep. So the though my wife has told me I'm I'm shit out of luck when the zombie apocalypse hits. That's one of the reasons I married her because she said I would be. Uh, uh, what's what's he, her weapon? What's her weapon of choice? No, no, and no. Don't she tell me it's going to be a little Breton hand. No, 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 no. She wouldn't kill me. She she thinks I would just be a liability. And would get her so that's part of the reason I married her because of that answer. And it's fucking genius. You gotta you gotta appreciate a woman who's that honest. Uh, so the uh, <laughs> the big question would be uh, I don't even remember where the hell I'm going with this. Uh, <laughs> I was asking. I, I had asked if she one of the lucky ones because she died early. Yeah, oh yeah. Well, like, I I don't know. I I really don't know. Um, it's a tough one. I would go back and forth with it. Um, it's a great debate. We could we could 
debate about that forever. Um, I would imagine, depending on what your situation is, is what the answer is. I think the bigger thing is, uh, my prediction for the finale would be that Daniel eventually gets there, um, finds out that his wife is dead, goes ape shit, and then opens up the stadium. Uh, you know, it, it, you know, I had a question too with my uh, with my wife, and and we had uh, a, a question as to what is what typifies the answer because we now know that Project or Operation Cobalt is military pulling out, humane killing. I, I don't want to say humane. Humane, uh, what did they say? Expired. I don't remember what they said. But a humane way of, of, of offing off basically all the safe zones and the hospital area that we had said, which we're, we're assuming is a safe zone. Um, yep. She had come up with it because my, my wife is a little twisted because, I mean, she, she married me. So she's <laughs> got to be at least half effed up. But she had brought up, like, the point that, like, is opening the arena that I don't think that's human. That's not humane. Yeah, thank you. Well, here's so a, here's my question: <laughs> Is uh, who the hell put all of them in the arena? So that's what question and one. And they lock them up. Yes. And lock it up. And then the second one will be: Is why haven't you carpet bombed the damn arena and killed them all? That's what I said too. Yes. All right. All right. I know that we're going overtime, but yes, I'm sitting there going, "You put them all in there. Why are we not just going? You've got these like." like, you know, military things that can, like, pinpoint to precise precision, boom, you just well, actually, knocked them all out. So thinking about the arena, so here, here's about, the, how about this theory, is maybe it's a Katrina sort of thing, is they took the survivors initially and put them in the arena, um, locked it up thinking they would be safe, an outbreak happens in there because they don't know at this point that if you die, you come back, uh, outbreak happens, you know, and just everything kind of falls out, and that's like their original sin at this point of like why they were like, hey, we're going to go build towns because we fucked up yep. with this arena. Um, and, you know, that's where things started going. Like, that's a high possibility on that one. Yeah, I don't disagree. See, we yeah, things out on the show and think things through. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whether it be because of alcohol or not, we do try to work things through. And yeah. I do agree with you. It, it, you know, I, I was having the same thought while we were watching that episode uh, the, from afar. I, I was sitting there going, why, you know, they're running into these places that seem to be overrun. Why are we sending, our, I mean, if, if, if life is that dire that we've seen these, like, you know, printouts that, that, that we've seen in all of these, like, little Easter eggs, why are we sending people into what sounds like a freaking hot, like beyond a hot zone? Like, you, like they pulled up and you're hearing guns and people going, ah, son of a bitch, they're yeah. all over me. You know, like, and who were those people? Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm sitting there going, why would we not fly something over and just go, and it's done. You know, like, we're done. We're done. They're all gone. Now we can manage it with the nine people that are left alive, and we're cool. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so, I, mean, I mean, we need to have a premise to get to where we are with The Walking Dead, right? So we're just assuming that, like, everything came on so strong that it was unmanageable that now we're at Operation Cobalt, and everybody's going to Hawaii, uh, Tahiti. I'll say Tahiti. 
wait, that would cross over from uh, from independent comics to Marvel. So I apologize. Hawaii. <laughs> Hawaii. See, Hawaii is the is the the winner. I'm telling you. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, there's, there's been very interesting decisions is the most, uh, is the nicest way of putting it. I, I can't say I agree with the military on a lot of this, uh, but it's fascinating you know to what? watch and it. I did see a tweet, too, that, like, they did br- uh, bring up a good point, too, when the, the, the boyfriend military guy that, like, he had, like, half the army used to have, um, but he did bring up that, like, when they were trying to figure out who was, uh, a walker and who wasn't. They just basically padlocked them all up. So, you know, if you remember, they padlocked everybody up. He didn't say where or whatnot, you know, but they had locked... We're assuming that they just basically hoarded people in because they didn't care, and that was where, you know, like, he was torn, right? So we do have to assume that, like, some of it was probably brought on themselves. They established safe zones. They hoarded everybody into places where probably walkers already were, dead people were, and now they've made these pocket militia of, of zombies, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I think the pockets, uh, the the music, the stadium is definitely a military screw up. Um, I'm, yep. I'm pretty convinced on that one. It's uh, Katrina. Yeah, I think it's straight up Katrina. I mean, it was a commentary or a playoff of that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it uh, it was it was interesting. I you know, big question is well, will we learn why or and how it happened, and will Daniel open it up? You kind of see him, I think, contemplating it, or maybe he's sitting there saying, "Holy shit! Like I can't believe I came across this." And maybe that was the the soldier's real plan was, um, "I don't want you to get to the hospital. I want you to go find the sin that we did." And raise holy hell about what we did, which is a possibility. Mm-hmm. And there's a possibility mm-hmm. Daniel comes back, talks to Travis, the two of them scheme, and there's a there's a coup against the military. Whether or not that's good or bad, whole other question. And in which case, right. *The Walking Dead* second season goes into a fascinating direction, um, which they haven't done before. They skip the whole wandering in the desert for 40 years thing and go straight to building society, which would be actually a really different and entertaining show. Um, so yeah, I mean that I I don't know. I can see it going in multiple directions. The military completely breaks down, and they're on their own, or there is a coup due to this horrible management that happened before, and they basically take over their town, they take over the hospital, they free a whole bunch of stuff, and we see uh, what happens when the the individuals take over and and control things. Um, I probably would actually lean towards the latter because it would be something new, interesting, and different. Yeah, I, I, I don't disagree because I think that we still have a bit of time before we get to Rick waking up. And it's actually sort of funny because we're starting to see military vehicles, like even when they pulled up to that, like uh, wherever they were, you know, just abandoned and whatnot. So we're starting to get there quickly. But I, I agree that, like, I think we still have, like, a little bit to get through as to they drop Operation Cobalt on us. We, uh, you know, I can't imagine that they're going to, like, make something that big without giving, like, a little bit of an explanation as to it. I think that, like, we're going to find out, like, it's going to be almost like if they want to spin it off again, that, like, it's, uh, you know, the the show, I think it's on TNT, Last Ship, that we have, like, ships mm-hmm. out at sea trying to get to places, like, it, it, it is. It's literally, like, it's an arc mentality. We've got these big ships that are, like, 
we we're not at war. We've got like you know uh, aircraft carriers and whatnot. Pile what we can onto these ships. Get them like into a safe zone out water so that like you know whatever. And we're going to have that whole storyline going. And what does that mean? We don't know. We're you know and and and, and now we we're left with the the, the remnants. I guess would be it, the, the, the breadcrumbs that, like, the government has said, all right, sayonara, continent, we're gone, you know, if, if that is what it is. I, 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 I'm interested. I'm, I'm definitely interested. Where I think the next episode is going, because they've dropped so much here, is that we're going to start, obviously, we're going to start to build, like, really the team that's going to be next season. We're going to have a little bit of, you know, we're going to have the Travis and Daniel Salazar and the family that's been going on right now. And, but we're going to get a little bit more of the strand character and whatnot. But I think what's going to really happen, because if you think about it, Daniel is now at wherever the hell they were, like whatever, you know, uh, uh, arena they are. He's, he's realized how serious shit has gotten just from that, you know, and God only knows if he's walked up to where the hospital was. Like, we don't even know if that was, the hospital. I'm assuming it's not because they were cattle shooting in the head, all of those people to make sure that didn't happen, but he gets someplace, right? You know, and and so I'm thinking that, like, you know, they're going to put the pieces together, and when whatever, like you had brought up carpet bombing, whatever carpet bomb happens where they're like, oh, this is humane, at least they're not eaten alive, and I, I think this is where the sinister quality comes into play like they're going to say all right well if they drop bombs on them and they're they they don't know anything better in two seconds that is humane that is humane let's get on the ships and go i think that's what's going to happen is that like you know it sounds overly cliche but escape from la they're going to escape out of these safe zones get the f out i mean we've already seen it we see we know that strands passed along the key they're like look they're getting the hell out of here i got the key Let's get the hell out of here. Because to be honest, like the, the military, they don't care. They're like, save our asses. Here's the key. You want to get out and like deal with the zombies? Go nuts. You know, that that is the start of The Walking Dead, right? You know, like we, we've yep. tried. We've failed. We're out. I think we're going to see a lot of that. And, and unfortunately, if you remember from episode one, we were saying, oh, the family's got to get back together. They're still going to try to get to Nick. Right, you know, and Daniel doesn't know his wife is dead, so he's still going to try to get to there. Um, in in that instance, we're we're I think that's where the last episode's going to hang up at is like society fails, Operation Cobalt is a go because it was what oh nine hundred hours the next day. They go through that, and I, hopefully, you're right. Travis fires a gun and, and a black screen fade to black. Scene, go. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, and I actually think that's probably a solid place to, to end the show. Uh, we have kind of have our predictions in. We are seven days away from uh, finding out whether or not we were right. So, you know. We were right 50% of the time. So. We've, we've been batting pretty good. I think we've been pretty solid yeah. in that department. So, uh, yeah, yeah, the... Uh-huh. Yeah, and we'll find out if we if we are right. If we are right next week, um, screw Nerdist. We're we're the place. We need to take over that that stuff. Um, here, here, bully, <laughs> bully. We'll, we'll start a 
start a petition on that one. Uh, we'll be like everyone yeah. else will start a change petition. All right, so yeah, let's. We're gonna wrap up the the show. We're gonna be seven days away, not even seven days away at this point. It'd be six days, uh, twenty three hours, and uh, what? Uh, twenty two. I can't count that much. Whatever it is, twenty two hours. <laughs> whatever, whatever, whatever. Twenty one hours and forty four. But we will be live. We will be live. In we will be live together. I will be. I will have Lucille in my hand uh, uh, to protect us from the, the the zombies and a beer in the other hand. I don't think I can travel with my Lucille, so I'll be uh, depending upon you okay. and your wife. Your wife, who obviously will who protect kick us both of our asses. Yes, yeah. exactly. So, <laughs> and maybe she'll yell at us from off screen and, and join the conversation. Oh, she's giving me a look. Maybe maybe my wife will call in again. Yes. Love you, Amy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So thanks for listening. This is Fear the Walking Fanboys. Uh, We'll be back next week with a live video. Uh, We'll get the details up. I just need to do a little bit of test to make sure I don't completely screw this up because we don't want a technical failure. Uh, We'll be live probably on the Graphic Policy YouTube channel. Um, so yeah, you'll be able to chat there, uh, audio, you'll be able to see our ugly mugs instead. So thanks for listening. It will catch you in seven days for, uh, what should be a very interesting time and hopefully fun time. Um, as always, thanks for listening. Thank you, Ron, for joining me. Hey, Brett. It's always my pleasure. Um, looking forward to next week. Yes. It's going to be a great time. Uh, listen in or watch this time. And uh, if you want to re-listen to any of this episode, it will be up on iTunes probably in a few hours. The archive of this will be on Blog Talk Radio. It will go to uh, Stitcher, and then it will be up on SoundCloud probably Monday or Tuesday um, as soon as I kind of get around to it. So you'll be able to listen to it on demand. So tell your friends, as always, thanks for listening. This is Fear the Walking Fanboys. Until next week, uh, enjoy the Blood Moon, and uh, hopefully watch out for zombies. Until then, Chakalaka. Yeah. Take care. Go Bills.